Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we are going to talk about value and money, where they're connected, where they're kind of not connected especially as it relates to salaries and or pricing in your business. We all have that knowledge of the saying, you know, you get what you pay for. In other words, if it's really cheap, then it's not going to be worth anything. And then you hear people saying, well, you know, the more expensive it is, the better it is. Both of those things in extremes are not necessarily true. The more expensive thing isn't necessarily better. The cheaper thing isn't necessarily worse. But those are kind of tenets that we all live by. If you're paying more money, it must be better because theoretically it has cost them more to produce it, right? The manufacturer has spent more money making it. So therefore it must be better. Or this consultant charges so much more money, so it must be incredible. And that's why I need to spend more money with them. All of those things could be true, but they don't have to be true. And that's where I think we get caught up sometimes as we think about value as it relates to us and money. So here's my question to you. The first question, what do you think of when you get your paycheck and you see what your salary is, what your take home is, or when you go into a negotiation for either a new job or a promotion and they start talking money? What does that figure say to you about you? I ask you that question because we often put our value on what we make, right? However much money we make says how valuable we are. And that's not necessarily the case. So as an HR person, I'm putting my HR hat here on for you. And there are a few things I want to talk about here because we get caught up in this thing, especially for those of you who are in corporate and building careers, we get caught up in this money thing. Now, let me, let me be clear. Base salary is important because that's everything upon which bonuses are built, sometimes insurance policies, all those kind of things. Base salary is an important thing for you to negotiate, absolutely. But negotiate it from the standpoint of knowing what it means to you. This base salary enables me to do X, Y, Z. Not the base salary is indicative of my value, okay? That's number one. Number two is when you start talking about your rate of pay and your salary, I want us to shift our perspective and change our words because words matter. And I hear so many people talking about, you need to pay me what I'm worth. You need to pay me what I'm worth. They're not paying me what I'm worth. You need to make sure they're paying you what you're worth. I want us to stop using that language. Why? Because no one can pay you what you're worth because you are priceless because you exist. No one can pay you what you're worth. And most people aren't going to pay you what you want to make. So let's just take that completely out of the equation going forward. What you want is for someone to pay you for the value that you are bringing. And you then get to make that narrative what it is, right? Here is the value that I bring and that value commands this kind of compensation. That's a very different conversation than, well, I deserve X, Y, Z money because insert thing here, right? I've been here long enough. Everybody else makes more than me. All the, all the things, right? Especially when we talk about pay equity, all of that stuff comes up that's emotional, 
that has got nothing to do with it. And that's one of the reasons I'm going to be talking about value again when we talk about the people equation. But this time we're talking about money. When you change that narrative to say, my base compensation should be reflective of the value that I am bringing and delivering to this organization. When I say both bringing and delivering, if you are coming new into an organization, what are you bringing with you? What skills, what abilities, what experience, what expertise, and what is the value of that to that organization based on what you're bringing and the impact of what you're bringing on the goals that they say they are trying to achieve, right? You've got to make the tie for them. If it's about a promotion or money you're trying to get more, what what value is attached to what you have been delivering? Here is how I've delivered on the commitments that I've made to you as an employee, as an executive, as a whatever, right? Whatever my position is. Here is the value of everything that I have delivered to you that enabled us to get to the bonuses or the timelines or whatever. And based on that value, here is the compensation that I believe is commanded. That's a very different conversation than the emotional one of, I just don't get paid enough, or you're just not paying me what everybody else is paying me. If you listen to the last episode, it's about the narrative, right? It's not allowing yourself to be crazy. It's understanding the environment in which you're in and, and knowing that somebody else is negotiating on behalf of the company that may or may not have any concern for or knowledge of what you feel you should be compensated, right? What you believe that compensation level should be. And here's just a side note that is going to be so unpopular, but I'm going to say it anyway. The only thing an organization owes you is a day's pay for a day's work. That's the employment agreement. And sometimes that is dictated by a bar- an agreement that has been bargained, right? An organized labor agreement. But it, fundamentally, it's a day's pay for a day's work. That's the baseline of the employment arrangement. You work for me, I pay you for the work that you do for me. That's it. That's all that an organization owes you is pay for the work you do. The level of that pay, benefits, vacation, 401ks, pizza parties, you know, uh, flex time, all of those kind of things are not owed to you. But organizations who really want to bring the best people and retain and who value folks and understand that they only can conduct their business by having good people do all of those things because they do want to retain you and they want to create an environment that is one where you can develop, you can grow, you can become a contributing member, you can continue to help the business grow, right? It's a business proposition. And because it's a business proposition, if they understand that well, then they will offer these other things that make it a choice for you to be there as opposed to down the street somewhere else working for someone else, right? So I know that's unpopular, but that's just the way it is. It's a day's pay for a day's work. It is an employment arrangement. That's what it is. So getting back to value. It is important that when you're having this value conversation around money, that is the value of the thing that everyone puts value on. Not everyone is going to put value on the fact that you want to have 12 houses and four dogs or that you like to go on vacation everywhere. That's your personal desire. What does that have to do with what the organization is trying to do, right? So instead of having the conversation to put value on you as a person, value on you because you show up, right? The whole, well, I show up every day. Well, (laughs) so do a lot of people, right? The value is in what you bring to the organization, the skills you have, the insights you have, the specialized skill you have, the additional training, the additional learning, that's where you start having conversations. And especially if you are in a marginalized group or in quote unquote other group, 
Take the emotion out of that and start being very, very focused and clear on what you are bringing to the organization and the value it is bringing to that organization based on the goals that they say they are trying to achieve. You got to know your business, right? It's playing chess and not checkers. You got to know where they say they want to go and how what you have done relates to that. If you're looking for an organization and looking for a new job, that conversation is about value is yes, about money, right? And what you're going to be compensated, but it's also about the transferable skills that you have. You have to be able to tell the story of the value that you will bring based on your expertise and your experience that is going to be of note for them, worthy for them, needed by them right? It's the story you tell about the value that you bring that gets you into the right conversation at the right level. Because while fundamentally the outcome is a certain pay, you know, the, the job offer and a certain level of compensation, the reality is it starts with a value proposition. What is the value? Why are they even opening this position? Why are they even looking for somebody? What is the value that they see they need from that? And how do you fulfill that value need? That's where it comes from, right? It's understanding that you cannot put the price of your own self-worth in that compensation discussion. You can't put your feelings in that compensation discussion. You can't put your emotions in that compensation discussion. Well, you can because we have choices, but the outcome is likely to be very different if you come at it from a value conversation versus a feeling conversation. Now, if you're building a business and you're running a business, this same value conversation comes up all the time around offers. What are you going to price your offer? What is, what is the price of your services, especially small businesses? And, and we talk about this a lot as small business owners, how you may have good friends or family or whoever, and they're always wanting a discount. I've, I've never had that happen to me. I am truly blessed that the people who support me and come to work with me and my family and my friends and people who recommend me, not one person has ever asked me for a discount or has told me, oh, that's just too high. Can't you just charge? Not one single person. And, and I am very confident in what I'm doing and what the value is that I bring such that I can have that conversation, right? And I, we can adjust the, the delivery to meet a budget if that makes sense for both sides, right? But what I find in this community of entrepreneurs, especially women-owned businesses, is this emotional response to money tied to value, right? And it's not the value of the services, but it becomes personal. And in fact, I was just reading something in this group I'm in today where someone said that they put this thing together and they came back and that the budget that they had was like multiple times lower than the cost of their thing. It gets back to what I said in the podcast last week or earlier in this podcast is just because something is cheaper doesn't make it better. Just because it's more expensive or just because it's cheaper doesn't make it worse. Just because it's more expensive doesn't make it better. It's about what is the value that you're trying to build? What is the experience that you have? What are you trying to purchase? And what is the value of that to you? And then you have a conversation based on value, not based, based on emotion. And if your budget, as they say, if you are on a Volkswagen budget and you're trying to get a Rolls Royce program, something's going to have to give. You're not going to get that Rolls Royce program for that Volkswagen budget. And that's okay because then the value conversation becomes, if you've got a Volkswagen budget, what is of most value to you to achieve? And where can you find that? 
Because maybe it's not the Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce program, but maybe that person has a program, their level of expertise that you really need. Maybe there's something smaller that they can deliver in this moment that fits your budget that can get you where you want to be. So entrepreneurs, when you're talking about value and money and offers and what your pricing is going to be, it is important that you take the emotion out of that as well. And it's hard. I, I am preaching to myself here as well, right? It is difficult. And sometimes you're like, oh, should I really charge that much? That seems like a lot of money. Why are you counting other people's nickels? Why are you counting other people's budget? If they can't afford it, they will tell you that they cannot afford it. Now, you also need to be very clear about the value that you are delivering for the prices you are charging. If you own a restaurant and you never open up on time and your portions are really small and the service is really bad, but you're charging $42 for a meal, there's a disconnect there. And people are not going to continue to pay that and patronize because you're not delivering value. But if someone walks in every time they're greeted, the food is on point all the time. There is never a question. The service is impeccable. The bill is always right. The, the owner comes out and says something every once in a while. The portions are decent sizes. Those kinds of things that will build you return business every single time right? You will be able to charge more because the experience and the value that you're delivering is not only exceptional food, but exceptional service, exceptional ambiance, all of those kind of things. You're creating an experience and people are paying for the experience of patronizing your restaurant. If you're an individual solo business owner, right? You're a coach, you're a consultant, you're a service provider, you are a, a book writer, whatever it is you do, what is the value that someone receives from working with you? What is that overall experience and how can you package that in the conversation? I just have someone that I is, is helping me with some branding and the conversation we had at the very beginning was about that. She asked a lot of asked a lot of questions about what I was looking for and why and what the feel was and all of that. And I was very honest when she asked about budget, I'm like, it is not this, it could be around here, but here's what I need for that. And we were able to have a very clear conversation for both of us around what would and could and could not right, be delivered within that budget. And that is kind. I always say it's not unkind to be clear, right? But the value conversation when it comes to money has got to be removed from emotion as much as possible. We're all human. We're all human. And it's going to come up every once in a while. But the thing you want to ask yourself is, is this, what is the, the, the thing that I'm trying to get or the thing that I'm trying to deliver? What is the value of that? And then how do I have that value conversation and remove my personal self-worth from that conversation about money? If I'm going in to talk about a promotion or a raise, let's talk about the things that I have brought because I am exceptional at what I do and I have delivered all my commitment. And we're going to talk about how you're going to compensate me for that based on that delivery, not just based on a wish, based on facts, as they say, based on receipts. That's the conversation we're going to have. If you're building a business, when you are talking to clients or potential clients, the conversation you have is about, look, this is, this is what I understand the problem to be and why it's a problem for you. And this is the solution I can bring to you and why I believe it is valuable because of the experience and exposure that I have and the skills that I have. And this is how we're going to deliver that. And based on this value that I will deliver and where I know you're going to be at the end, this is the cost of that particular engagement. It becomes unemotional, not without compassion, 
not without listening actively, not without understanding and want to do the best work. All of that is still there, but it's not emotional. When you're emotional, if you're trying to sell something, you get re- you start to talk a lot, right? You get away from the reason you're trying to do it. My, my friend who is exceptional at sales, he says, you got to just learn how to shut the hell up, right? You say it and then you get, get still, get quiet. When you're emotional, you want to keep talking. You want to convince, right? You're selling. When you are clear and you are value-driven, right? The value you're delivering, it is just really clear. This costs this because of this. And I am okay if that's this is not the time or I'm not your person. It's okay because there is plenty for everybody. And in fact, I may be able to point you in the right direction to find someone who is better fit for your budget or for what you're looking for at this time, right? Because as a side note, one of the things that was difficult for me in professional services when I worked at Deloitte is it's what have you sold for me lately? What's your last sale? What's your last sale? What's your last sale? Understandable. It's a consulting firm. You got to bring in clients if the firm is going to keep going. I get that. What I didn't get was the pressure to sell at any cost. Didn't matter if the client really needed it. What you were there to do was sell an engagement. And my belief is, because I'm value-driven, my belief is if I'm listening to you and really understanding what you need and you don't need what I'm selling, I'm not going to sell it to you. And I'm going to tell you, you're not ready or you don't need it. And it's okay. Because I am building more credibility. I have a greater chance of having a return client by being honest with you in the first place about what you do and do not need. Because the worst thing I can do is sell you something that you don't need. After you've written me this big check, then you come back and like, well, I can't do any of that. I can't use any of that. I have now completely undermined my credibility, right? And you've spent a lot of money for something that's of no value to you. I would much rather not sell in the moment and have something else come down the line. Now, that's my value system, right? That may not be yours. For this podcast episode, your homework is to go evaluate what is the value that you are bringing to your work, to your business, to your department, to whatever it is. And what is the price attached to that value that you bring? Not attached to you personally, because you already did the work to know what your value is, because you are priceless because you exist, right? What is the, the value that you bring and what is the price of that value based on its ability to solve the problem that the person is trying to solve? I am encouraging you to try to disconnect your value from what people pay you, because if you get caught up in what people pay you being indicative of your value, that is a slippery slope that is hard to get away from. And you are priceless because you exist. No one can ever pay you what you're worth. They can't. There's not enough money in the world, but they can pay you for the value that you bring. Thank you for tuning in again this week. I This whole idea of value and money and people and organizations, this is what we do. This is how we navigate. This is what I help you do is navigate through these kinds of conversations and situations to get to the place you say you want. I am your chief navigation officer, right? It is, it is about what you know. It is about what you can do, but it's about being aware of where you are so you can navigate in a way that makes sense. Know the right path, but know enough about that and enough about you that you can navigate and swerve where you need to. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for tuning in. Please like and share this. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about next. Um, I love to get that. And please share it with someone else who may get some value out of it. Take care and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. 
You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.